Hi and welcome to Movie Wala podcast. Today we are talking about Mard which came out in 1985. The Prime Minister of India was Rajiv Gandhi. The director and producer of this movie is Manmohan Desai. Music is by Anu Malik. There were six writers and I'm not going to take their names. You guys can go Google them. The actors were Amitabh Bachchan, Amrita Singh, Nirupa Roy, Dara Singh and Prem Chopra. The story opens I think pre-independent India. It's set in pre-independent India and it's about oh my god it has pretty much everything that a Manmohan Desai film should have. Like it has a mom, it has an orphan, uh that is Amitabh Bachchan and then it has it it has him fighting the Britishers. I don't know there are too many stories going on but this is pretty much it I think. <laughs> I think I'll I'll let the listeners figure it out but let's welcome our guest today who is Shah he was one of our first supporters when we started our podcast and he's a podcaster himself although he's been on a hiatus welcome to our podcast Shah Thank you so much guys this is this is an honor to be here I'm I'm a legit like stan of Movie Wall podcast uh-huh. Oh, thank Thanks. you. So it has been a struggle to get Shah on the podcast. We've been <laughs> trying for months, and I need to say it on record because he could have been here for Sharabi, but instead he's here for Mars. <laughs> so yes. now I'm like, yeah, ha- it's, it's. I'm not too happy about it, but <laughs> but I'm here. No, that's my fault. I, I apologize. It's 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 been again. The reason my podcast hasn't been on for so long is because it's been. a little crazy but in a good way not in a bad way um but yeah no i've i've been busy with other things and i'm trying to get the podcast back up running again but uh, just trying to figure out semantics but thank you so much for working around me thank you for so much for having me here finally oh no of course you are we love your podcast the split screen podcast i know you used to do like two the copies of hollywood bollywood or like you know where they made remakes right mm-hmm. am i correct mm-hmm. that's right yeah mostly that's what it is we did get a little we i got a little self indulgent and started doing bollywood news for a while cuz it was fun but i'm trying to get the train back on the tracks now all right do you, so could you relate mud to any movie would you say it is like Um, to- there's I mean there's definitely like like the director Manmohan Desai refers to a lot of his own sort of movies right or or rather stuff from Murth I forget was Murth before Amarak Branthani or was I think Amarak Branthani was before there is a scene that's like a callback to the to the song right where he shows mm. up as a priest right so there's definitely like Manmohan Desaiisms in the movie but no I don't think this was a I don't think it was a remake of anything thank god Thank yeah. God, because it didn't deserve to be remade. I know we just need one of this, even if we do. I, I'm not even sure if we need this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, like Manmohan Desai. I mean, I, I don't know. He like. Uh, so we've been clearly talking about his movies for a while now. This is our ninth, eighteenth movie in this season, and we've covered we've covered Amara Branthani before in our family drama or some series. I don't even remember what. And then we've done Suhag, we've done Kuli, and I remember thinking Suhag was horrible, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking Kuli was good. And now Mard is like, oh my god, this is the worst Amitabh Bachchan movie I have ever seen in my whole life. Oh thank yeah. god. Okay. Oh gosh. I was building. I was very sort of nervous because I'm like, why mm-hmm. did they pick this? Do they like this? If they like this, we're gonna. This is gonna be an interesting podcast. So I'm like breathing such a sigh of relief now, going, oh, okay, good. I hear you because when we were watching this movie, I was telling Tanvi that I hope Shah also feels the same <laughs> way about this movie. What if he actually likes the movie and we're trashing it? <laughs> it would exactly it would have been interesting because I I mean 
Yeah. yeah, I don't mind like having somebody who likes it come on and say because there are so many movies like I can I'm so sure if I spoke to somebody about Kuli they're going to trash it and I'm going to all be like I love Kuli. So I have always been that person in a conversation where I love this really random movie but with this movie there is no saving grace like I don't even know what was Manmohan Desai smoking what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, a oh god. So that's why I wanted to ask Shah, how do you feel about being on this versus Sharabi, which was like oh so good. I think I think if you look at our like conversation history, I think the choices initially was like Satya Pesatta and like and like Sharabi. Mm. Think um and I was like yes, yes. And then finally it was like okay, you know what? That it's going to be Marat. And I'm like okay, okay. All right. Sure. Is that a movie? Is that a, he did that? Okay, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> Although, like, it was so bad, to be honest. Like, I had to look it up. And when I typed in Mard, the 1998 Mithun movie came up. And I got really excited. I'm like, is this the one with Amitabh too? I thought they just did the one. And then I'm like, oh, no, there's another one. Okay. Right. Like, that, that gives you an idea of how much I knew about Mard going into this. Yeah. Right. So, okay, I'll say, like, Nachi, while we were making the list, we picked movies which were, like, blockbusters. Right. And which kind of made Amitabh Bachchan's that two decades of stardom, stardom. So our criteria was either that one of us love a movie and we want to talk about it or that they were blockbusters and they were you know really really popular movies and that we should include them and that is the only reason why this freaking movie is on yeah. this list but we always end up like one of those movies that we don't really like but then because it was just so popular that we we are forced to kind of put it in the list. So I think Mard is going to be one of those movies for this season. And I'm like, then you start thinking about what was the whole country thinking? Like they all went and watched this movie and loved it. Yeah, I was asking Tanvi, what do you think was going on in India in 1985? That people were actually, they actually bought tickets and went and watched this movie. And it, it was one of the blockbusters, right? Of that year. Mm-hmm. That it, yeah. The highest grosser mm. of that year. I think uh, Amitabh even got a Filmfare nomination. Yes. Imagine, imagine getting a nomination for this crappy movie. Like, oh my God. Like, I, I don't even know what we're going to talk about in the podcast. We've already like said everything. <laughs> okay, we can, hate we talk about, can we talk about the time period it was set in? Because uh, I think, uh, so this was one of the few movies that we actually watched together, me and Tanvi. And I think for the first 20, 25 minutes, we, we were not sure what time period it was set in. You know, because the costumes, the outfits that they were, that they wore, and the time period just did not go. So we were like, "What is going on? Are they are they assuming that Britishers are still ruling us in 1980?" Because Amrita Singh's clothes were very 80s. So that was so disorienting for me, at least. I was like, "What is going on? Where is it set?" Did you have an idea by the end? Because I didn't <laughs> understand throughout the whole movie what was happening. No, but think about it, like in comparison to all the period movies that are being made today, like, you know, you're conditioned to think like Panipat and Manikarnika and God knows what. Yeah. Right. Did like, did that cross your mind? No, it, it was it was very weird because I didn't I didn't even realize when this like the the first scene starts off with obviously like British Raj looting the sort of, you know, Havelis and, and the Rajamahals and all this other stuff. I'm like, OK, I'm with you. And then we're like, OK, so is it supposed to be that, you know, that was during the, you know, British Raj and now Amitabh grows up post British right. Raj like he's still dealing with the fallout of the British leave like what's happened you know like the half Angres is left over the half Indians and the, you know the, the, I didn't understand what was happening and by the I end know. of it I, also because I'm not 
I don't like I can't I can't speak for historical accuracy. I can't sit there and be like, you know, 1970-47 didn't look like that. <laughs> I can't say that, but my yeah. perception of that time is movies. And if you look at movies like 1947 Earth or you know things like that, no other movie about partition, before partition, right after partition or during partition looked anything like this movie. No. So I'm yes. like, what is this when is this movie happening? That was the first thing that I was uh, shocked. Yeah, we both were trying to figure out what is the time period and what are they trying to show. Like, I didn't even understand what the conflict was. So the Britishers, exactly what Shah said. So the Britishers are ruling, but they're really bad rulers. And then he's taking a helicopter and flying. So he's a (laughs) private helicopter. And the only person who was in costume of some, some sort was the Queen Helena. But her costume is from 1800s and she's not even wearing like the line. So so it could be 1800s. It also could be 1980s version of a Christian girl getting married. Did you see the clothes? (laughs) Like it looked like... Well, who was, again, if if you can, like, I don't know if you guys can provide context, but who was, like, I didn't even understand, like, the, the hierarchy of the structure. Like, in the first sort of, in the flashback sequences, like, Helena was like, the judge but mm. she's also Indian so like is she part of the British Raj is she not like I, I was really confused by all that she said that King Philip his her husband has sent her from England oh. to uh, be the pers- like judge of this situation where the king is being whatever yeah like. but also she grew up not grow, grow up but then I think she also went to college with Dara Singh because he mentions that, right? That right. So uh, it could be the king had gone to England and studied, right? Because they did mm. that back yeah. in the day. Right. Like, they did that. So I'm assuming oh, that okay. the king... Oh, right. King, He's the king, right? That yeah. Oh, like Raja, king, right? Raja. Raja Azad Singh. Yeah. It was so random. And then uh, we hadn't seen Nirupa Roy play the mother since Suhak. So which was, again, last Manmohan Desai movie we did. And in between, the mother has been Vahida Rehman for some reason. Right. <laughs> So, or the or the mother has been dead. Like the mother doesn't exist. She already died at childbirth. Or the so now Nirupa Roy has come back, and I feel like it was oh again it was like oh she's back in her like avatar of being this bechari ma. But uh, it didn't. The age didn't match. Like she was way too old to have a child. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of things about this movie that was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh gosh. And also we were talking about how adoption in Hindi movies is just like finders keepers. You know, you see a baby, <laughs> you just keep the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, somebody's seen a baby, they're like, oh, this baby was left there. So the husband has brought it. And then the wife is like, we should keep it. We don't have a baby. This is a jo- God's gift. And the husband is like, Okay, now if you want yeah. it so badly, we'll keep it. <laughs> it's, it's like a pair of like, it's like she's buying shoes. Like, I guess, yeah. fine. <laughs> sure. But also, can we talk about the orphanage owner? Like, initially where the baby gets left at an orphanage. And then yes. Nirupa Roy comes back and is like, where's my baby? And this person who's supposed to be running an orphanage goes, what baby? <laughs> and I'm like, but this is your job. <laughs> And it's it's almost like it's almost like you know when you're in retail and it's like do you want to check in the back if you have it like how are you just gonna say no to me you run an orphanage oh, which baby am I t- you have so many 
But okay, in his defense, which there is no defense, but she just left the baby in that cot, right? Nobody signed the baby in or anything. <laughs> and then the baby That's was true. crying. And then the Satyend Pal just happened to cross by and be like, oh my God, this baby is crying. Let me take him home. It's like, why would you take a baby home from an orphanage? <laughs> it's like so random. Yeah, I think she. I think that's kidnapping at that point. <laughs> I don't think that's adopting. I think we didn't. We adopted you, son. No, we kidnapped. <laughs> exactly. So the concept of adoption. Oh, I mean, there was no concept clear. Naturally, we didn't know what period this is in. What world are they living? And where in India is this happening? Like I was so uh, naturally once I started going deep down into the shooting and all that. They apparently went uh, to Uti and the movies shot in Uti. But from their sets and everything, I was like, so what is happening? Where are they? Who's ruling? What year is this? My biggest question was, what are they wearing? Okay. I mean, at one point, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's a guy who's dressed like a Greek soldier guy. Yeah. <laughs> or a Roman soldier. The one thing I loved about Movie All Podcast from day one is that you guys talk about the costumes. And I'm watching this movie today and I'm like, I'm so excited. This is the redeeming factor of me being on this episode today. Because I'm like, there's, these are all costumes that seem like they were like Mogambo rejects. Like all the bad guys are in costumes, like amazingly extravagant costumes. Even the henchmen, when you go to like um, Danny's house or whatever, when he has all the slave, like Mazdur, all the people doing the whipping are in like sync, like, like coordinated leather outfits that look like something from like Mortal Kombat or something. And you're just like, this is amazing. Like what movie, is, what world are we in right now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This, this was the most bizarre Manmohan Desai film. Like, you know, you've seen Amar Akbar Anthony, you've seen Suhag, Naseeb, all of those. So you know what world he creates. And I've always said it over and over again. I'm ready to keep my thinking hats aside and just be on a ride of like some crazy world. But it has to make some sense. And like how you said, the costumes made zero sense. Zero sense. And even there was a... Wasn't that one scene where the guy is wearing like a circus thing? Yes. Like, like a ringmaster with a Ringmaster? Yeah. And then what was Amita wearing in the last scene? Where he's going to save his father from that dungeon? Like At that point, he was actually transporting himself to a western movie. Yes. <laughs> he was going to Texas on a horse. He was in like a poncho with like... like yeah, the hat, and it's just like, what's happening? <laughs> Gosh, it was such a mess. And at no point did one of these people think about, and now, okay, so now I'm actually questioning Amitabh Bachchan's, like, intelligence, <laughs> and even, like, basic, so I get it when you're new, right? You you don't have a say, you can't tell what is going on. This dude has been in the movies for, like, 20 years now, and he's been... Uh, reigning the box office for over 20 years and if he still does not know what is going on like even when you're enacting those scenes don't you know what are what words are coming out of your mouth like what is happening what are you saying i mean i've i've had a sort of like you know like amit ji is god type of hangover from when i was young mm-hmm. and as i got older and i started trying to reading his interviews and stuff and i'm like he's really not like and again i don't I, let me explain before everyone jumps yes, on yes yes he's do. not <laughs> special in the sense that he doesn't have the story sense like for example someone like amir who completely takes over uh, you know a movie based on his character amitabh is very humble he sort of comes in and goes i'm just an actor i'm I've been hired to do this movie. You know, I I like it. I've signed the dotted line. I'm an employee of this production and I'm going to do what is required of me to do. He's not really about taking over. And I think with that attitude, there is going to be hits and misses when you're sort of 
not in command of the ship. You're sort of just like, I'm just following orders. You're going to do the best of your ability what you can do. Which is why, again, for someone as iconic as him, he has some really bad movies in his filmography. And all those movies you question, even in his older age, like even like 90s and like, you know, you look at oh movies like... Oh my God, Lal Bacha. And you kind of go, what what is going on? Whereas, you know, and he does a movie like that and, and it kind of you listen to his interviews and he's just like, yeah, I'm... I'm not responsible for any of this. And you kind of go, okay, okay, this makes sense. Whereas if Amir was to do performance like this, definitely you could be like, what is what was in his head when he did something like this, right? Hmm. So I, in his defense, I think like I think he gets put up on a pedestal more so than he deserves to be. Um, hmm, Shaw. Sure. Not taking a... away from how amazing of an actor he really is. Hmm. But at the end of the day, I think we put a lot on his shoulders that he's really not, he doesn't see himself as being responsible for. So I get it. But yeah, this was still trash. <laughs> mm, yeah, it was. <laughs> Flo, uh, do you have I, any insight on yes, that? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, so Shah, you know, like Amitabh Bachchan, I think we spoke about this in our introduction uh, for this uh, season where both of us were like, you know, obviously we didn't grow up watching Amitabh Bachchan, but then Amitabh Bachchan, uh, you know, was always this, you know, demi-god of Indian cinema, right? So we really, uh, so we really can't relate to it because we didn't grow up watching it. But then, uh, hindsight when especially for this podcast we've been watching so many of his movies starting from the 70s and every movie before this we've been like you know uh, even the crappiest of the crappy movies with bad writing and everything Amitabh is the only saving grace and we're not even biased you know it's not like we are huge fans of Amitabh Bachchan or something but even when we watch it you know with as not as a fan uh, you you still like as soon as he comes on the screen he somehow makes the movie better you know but i agree he has he has he has his bad face i would say even late 80s to maybe mid 2000s i think where he was going through this horrible horrible face and that is what we go to see the most of and we were like oh my god like you know all the bade mia yeah. and chori mia and you know all the yeah. movies and yeah, I agree. That was a horrible, horrible phase that he went through where he just did movies maybe for the money because he was also going through a bad, you know, phase business-wise. Uh, but yeah, but I feel like 70s and until like mid-80s, uh, I think he has done some... I don't know if he chose those movies or the movies just came to him because all his popular movies in the 70s where generally people say that, oh, he rejected it and Amitabh just took it up. You know, so I don't oh. know if it was fluke. I mean, that's what you hear, right, Tanvi? Some of the yeah. some of the big hits are like that. So maybe if he didn't choose, I mean, he he didn't choose the movies. The movies just chose him. But when he's on screen in those movies, you really feel like you know you deserve. I mean, he deserves what what he gets in terms of love from his from the people. You know, that's it. <laughs> yeah i mean i would probably echo a lot of what Flo said because i th- those are my views as well like exactly shah we've been watching like this is like i said this is the 17th movie <laughs> we watched of his in 2020 and you know even with the horrible movie like which was the other one like i didn't like manzil i really didn't like manzil hey i know Flo loved manzil Flo, that was Flo's pick there was one other movie I did, Suhaag. I hated Suhaag. Yeah. Mm. And I hated Mukaddar Ka Sikandar. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Watch it again, Shah. Watch it again and then, then, then sigh like that. I love how you're like, mm-hmm, check it out. Then come talk to me. <laughs> and then talk to me. Yeah. And even like Lavaris. So all of these movies, they had like shades of excellence in writing, but 
they didn't come together like you know you you can tell that they are uh, they could have been better they were almost there but they couldn't they didn't just make the mark but how flo said like but whenever amita bachchan came on the scene he was able to measure the situation like when it was comedy he was on point when it was drama he was on point if it's an and every movie of his like almost every movie of his has had an alcoholic scene even like kabhi kabhi where he's just like a brooding asshole sitting on a chair and drinking uh, to trishul to uh, Amar Akbar Anthony where he's just being funny he's or oh, oh my god satya pe sata the best mm. drunkard scene ever yes. but somehow each of those scenes stand their own ground like you're not like you know we don't muddle them up together and be like i don't know which movie that was from you know exactly which movie that was from mm. uh so there have been so many and oh my god when he's doing drama and when he's like uh mouthing those dialogues in um what is that movie meri maa wala even, movie even sharabi right oh sharabi and yeah. uh, and deewar like you mm. know we said uh, when we were watching deewar and that scene comes and is like tumhare paas kya hai and he's like mere paas maa hai and you're like we were like oh my god doesn't matter how many people redo the scene and do their versions when amita bachchan says you just mm. listen so yeah. after seeing all of these stellar performances having seen mard <laughs> i'm like oh my god what was this is there anything like is there any part of mard like any scene where you're like okay there he is no no right? <laughs> there was not a single scene where i was like yes you know i see amitabh bachchan that we love but no there was nothing and i would say uh you know anupama chopra often says in her reviews and somehow that came to my mind when i saw that they had six writers on that movie on this movie and in her reviews whenever a movie has more than two writers she's like i have like that's her observation that whenever a movie has more than two writers the story is not consistent and nobody knows what's going on in the story so since this movie had six writers and i have no idea who wrote these horrible dialogues mm. I think somewhere down the line that is one of the reasons why it just got lost in like nothing came together like like how flow said there were seven stories going on I think every writer yeah. was writing their own story <laughs> That's no that's completely fair that would actually be the only explanation for all mm. of this because there's like 40 minutes of one thing then 40 minutes of a love story then 40 minutes of like a father son reunion and then there's that convoluted how the mom finds out through the adopted dad who ends up dying to save her like I'm just like what is I happening know. in this movie Exactly. All right. So yeah, naturally. So we, I, I know Shah wanted to talk further on fashion, and this was like we went all over the place. Is there anything specific you want to speak about before we move on? No, except no. that it was bizarre. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like uh, you know, I'm pulling at like grasping at straws when I'm going. The villains had a lot of good costumes. Right? <laughs> like, it's like I don't know if you guys watch Friends, but it's like the lighting was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. I don't there's really nothing else. I mean, I and there were so many villains too. Did anyone catch like why were there so many bad guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, that has actually been a theme in a lot of these movies. They've been like like Shan had like every villain ever of Hindi movie. <laughs> the beginning, the origin story of all the villains, yeah. It was so so weird. Yeah. It was so weird. But I, all I can think is this was a hit. Like I would be, I wouldn't feel bad if I knew that this movie didn't do well and I happened to watch it for whatever reason. 
But just the fact that it was the highest grosser uh, in judging every single person who went to the cinema. I mean, yeah. to, to be completely fair, my last note is literally just the line, why was this movie a hit? That's the last <laughs> note I have for my on my notes for this movie. We are in sync. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of weird though, because, I mean, okay, I think maybe what I got turned off was in really early was the scene where with, with Amrita Singh and, you know, the the Kate scene, I guess, I don't really know what else to call it, um, where, you know, she's coming on to him and he's trying to avoid her advances and he even makes this weird comment about, you know, like, I don't know how old you are, blah, 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 yeah. but it's okay. And I'm just like, like I was kind of shocked that this was happening in a movie from 1985 and I'm like, what What am I watching? Mm, <laughs> like, I know. Um, that, I think, kind of turned me off. I mean, it, and also, like, as a hero... He blatantly starts killing people, and he clearly has no problem sleeping with someone who might be underage. But then there's also mm-hmm. scenes of his, like, total righteousness and, like, you know, you can't buy my integrity. And I'm just like, but I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but isn't that, and I wanted to actually talk about it, so I'm glad you brought it up. But isn't that something that a lot of 80s movies did? Where, right. when it came to um, relationships, like a man-woman relationship, mm-hmm. they had, like, borderline absolutely i don't know they were just rapists and yeah. harassers and mm-hmm. uh, i don't know they were just criminals like basic criminal behavior and somehow i uh, like they always made women uh, in 80s especially like when the woman is introduced she has to be a bitch she has to be mean rich spoiled brat rude what not and then suddenly she falls in love and now her moral compass has completely changed and now she's like oh my god he's so he has integrity and suddenly i'm like going to now just follow his path and i was like and so in the beginning they want the audience to hate her and like root for the hero because the hero is the good one and now they kind of implying that see the hero has uh i don't know how to what word to use i don't want to say like fixed this woman but kind of I mean, like but that's what they mean right i mean that's that's it that's exactly what they want the audience to feel like that the guy came into her life and now she's a good in quotes good girl yeah you know like it's a comment more so on his mardangi that he was mm. able to you know the taming of the shrew situation yeah right? taming that, that he, taming he is the word over this you know you know this wild horse or whatever. right right exactly yeah. and then and and that speaks more towards his manliness you mm. know and it was. It's weird. It's really. Oh, weird. so weird, and that's exactly what turned me off as well. As that like, continued for a while, right? The entire decade, I think it had like a lot of meat cutes. It was not meat cute at all. It would be this. Yeah, it was like it was very much like, "Where's your pepper spray, girl?" Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair though, it's, like, it's a very low key way. It still happens today. It's just. We don't really go beyond the surface. Like, there's a lot of movies even today where something will happen. Like, the mute cute is kind of like, wait, why is he at her college? Like, yeah. You know, but we don't question right. it now because the actors are likable and it's, you know, uh, social media, you know, kind of, I think, broke down those boundaries of what's appropriate in person and not. Like, I always make the reference of if someone DM'd me like, on social media, you're very much like, oh, yeah, this is someone I met at someone's birthday party. They're adding me on Facebook or something. No big deal. But can you imagine if that happened in person? That, hey, I saw you at a party and now I want to be your friend. Like, we'd be like, get the hell away from me. But with social media, we those borders sort of get removed and we don't think it's the same problem. Like, there's a lot of movies even today I'll watch and I'll be like, this is weird. And we're not talking about this. Whereas it happens more blatantly in like 80s and 90s and you kind of go, this is creepy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a huge problem with how Amrita Singh was shown and then, you know, it, 
of course nothing made sense so i'm not even going to question that her character didn't make sense but the fact that suddenly and okay so i don't know how did she suddenly fall in love with him so she is hating him and then they are dancing and then suddenly she's like will you marry me as like what did i miss here i don't know that was such a bizarre scene from the whole the whole yeah. salt thing and then right i was like what is going on <laughs> oh you know what i did love hmm. that like when she showed up at the parents house they're like we're so sorry that he like kidnapped you and stuff and i'm like but she had him tied up and was whipping him uh-huh like right. are we not going to talk about like what is <laughs> yeah. going on i think our podcast is just going to be about what is going on <laughs> like <laughs> this should just be titled what is going on but yeah abrita's character i feel like you know it's nothing that only this movie had it is something like how we said every movie had but i had like a huge problem with her but having like said that and put that aside if i really liked i really liked watching her on the screen if i mute the screen and i just look <laughs> at her <laughs> i was like she has that spunk you know she was feisty and spunky i wished if the character was not a bitch it would be nice and if she had like some her parents had drawn some boundaries and told her what is decent behavior and what is not <laughs> and what kind of uh, you know advances should you accept from men and not <laughs> it would be great Her her mom's not in the movie, right? Like No, she doesn't have a mom. We don't know nobody shows like who was Prem Chopra's <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay then. That's also weird. I think that is another thing, right? Like in 80s up until like 2000, we just let go of so many things. Like we never questioned what happened to the mother. Where's the mother? Why did she die? Even in other movies like uh, last movie we covered was Sharabi and we didn't question it because it, the movie was amazing so I was like I don't need to question unnecessarily but what exactly happened to the mother like the mother literally died very young and we have absolutely no idea why she died they never even tell like they just say that you know he was 1 year old or even like a really young toddler kid and he she died and nobody questions why mm. because it is not important apparently at all similarly here like Here though we don't know anything. So <laughs> here though I I don't know. I checked out of the movie like in half hour I think. And then after that it was all about oh should we just forward the song? Should we just forward this fight scene? <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> yeah. I did that too. Yeah. Yeah, so talking of songs, <laughs> does anybody have a favorite song by Magic by a miracle? <laughs> miracle. Will you marry me? Of course. Is that not <laughs> Yeah. That was such a bop, right? <laughs> <laughs> the remix like <laughs> <laughs> but you know that other song is a huge was a huge hit that mad tange wala me mad tange wala me mad tange wala that's the only one i remember i yeah. don't even know the song mad tange wala main hu mad tange wala he mad tange wala main hu mad tange wala mujhe do you mean do you mean in like the tange wala industry or ah uh, no just like uh, when the movie came out <laughs> Oh sure that's funny. <laughs> that was like the anthem for all Tangiwala. <laughs> I didn't even know that we had Tangiwalas up until like like I thought you know that that finished once we got cars and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well I mean it's in Marth so you know it's historically accurate. <laughs> right but I do remember the song being really popular for whatever reason and we should address that the music is by Anu Malik which I know I mentioned in the credits but oh my god once I knew like once I realized that the music is made by Anu Malik I was like at peace with all the crap I was like ha no now I understand why this is bullshit like yeah. oh, sure. 
Yeah, I'm like, okay, good. Now I can hate him without feeling guilty. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. when he has Absolutely. good songs, I'm like, that's so hard. Like, I know. <laughs> and did you catch that double meaning song, Shah? What, double, I, I, listen, after that, that hey <laughs> scene, I stopped paying attention to any double entendre. I'm like, oh. it can't get any worse than this. Oh, uh, God. No, sorry, I didn't. Which one? It was. It did get worse. And <laughs> it is that hum to tambu mein bambu something something. Oh, yeah. Um, and apparently, yeah, it was. And so, again, Amitabh Bachchan did that. Okay, like we keep saying Govinda did those songs and Mithun did those songs. But I don't know if anybody did them before 1985. And this movie came out in 1985. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I again, I didn't, I didn't like this movie was again like I was, I grew up with all the Amitabh Bachchan's. Like I, I, there's not, I don't think there's one movie I don't like of his. This movie totally escaped me, and I'm watching this and I'm going through his filmography. I'm like, is this that period where he sort of started declining? Um, but I can't even say that because after this, he had Agnipat, he had you know, hum? he had Shahenshah the year after this. So, and he had Sharabi the year before. So it is like right in the middle. It's not like he was going through a bad phase. I think he probably just did it because he had so many hits with Manmohan Desai. But still, like, dude, read the script. <laughs> Bro, what happened? <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I mean, I don't have any favorite song for that matter. Um, I mean, I got really excited when I, for that, I forget what song, whatever the song was when he shows up at her birthday party and he shows up in the priest clothes. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm excited because I'm like, is this going to be a crossover? Are Amra yeah. and Akbar going to show up too? Like, what's happening? Yeah. So there were two crossovers, right? This was one where he comes in a priest uniform and then there was one, that mirror scene, which he does with the... So, I mean, naturally, in Amar Akbar Anthony, he's doing it with himself, but here they're doing... But I think um, Manmohan's I took a lot of things like the mother, like poor Nirupa Roy is always either mute or blind or deaf or something <laughs> in the movie. So she literally in this movie, she literally has one dialogue, which in the beginning when she shouts and her voice goes away. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So after that, we don't hear from her at all. But there is a callback again because in Amar Akbar Anthony, again, it's in the Mandir and there's some Sai Baba song going on and oh, suddenly... Yeah. And even here there's a song, right? Yeah. yeah. And the eyes are transported through the trees and suddenly she finds them. Uh, never mind. <laughs> but <laughs> here again, the Amitabh Bachchan's like singing this Ma Shera Wali song, which I think was also very popular among the people who are very religious and believe in... Durgama and all that. This felt like a like a communally written movie, right? It's like let's let's write up some boxes, and you know, like when you have a brainstorming session, everyone just throws out ideas. You write them down. And you're like, this is the movie done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Except in a true brainstorm, you actually come down with a solid something. Here, it was just whatever's on the whiteboard. Let's just put everything in it. Did you get an idea of what like religions people were? I mean, not that it matters, but I just because when he's like Atangewala, he seems to have like like a Muslim cap on. But, and his dad, like the adoptive dad, also seems like he's got like the full beard and everything. And then you've got Ruby and the generals. And it's like, are they Christian? But then there's the Shirawalis. Like, it was really like, I was trying to figure out if this was like a truly like sort of secular movie where it's like, yeah, all these different religions are just hanging out. No big deal. It's not even an issue. Or did we just not even like, like it didn't, I couldn't figure it out. So see, we never got the name of the father. And also, uh, it could be a secular movie, I think, because Manmohan Desai always ends up making something secular. But except in this movie, it wasn't really obvious, I think. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get 
the like see her his mom's name is jamna so not to say that you know the, like there are there are a lot of uh, times like i've noticed like christians will have a name which might sound hindu but it is a christian name like the person's christian but and then there are sometimes when hindus will like name their kid like rosie or something and then you know you don't think that it will be hindu but it it is hindu or sikh or something so just going by names i can't say but the mom the adopted mom is named jamna so the father's name we never know because we only know ki wo you know he's a blacksmith that's all we know he's never like addressed by anyone or at least i don't recall because we forwarded a lot of it you have recalled <laughs> a lot more than i did so good for you tammy <laughs> and the father is like uh, named the uh, king is azad singh so now singh i don't know singh has to be singh it could be a punjabi or a haryanvi punjab yeah and the mother is rani durga so now that is so very very hindu <laughs> so <laughs> no i mean I, again i'm just picking at strings to say like to, for good things to say about this movie because that would have been cool like it would have been nice that oh you know what we're just having characters of different religions sort of doing their own thing and it doesn't matter and it's like mm. that's cool yeah like we've discussed that before and while we know that you know before the world we live in right now since 2016 uh before that we would pick on these things right because we would like we were like oh they're just stereotyping everybody they just put like a token person in like oh let's put a token muslim token christian token uh, whatever and just be like okay we've covered the boxes uh and at that time we used to say that as a criticism but now we, ro- we used to roll our eyes but we, now we are like manmohan uh, desai where are you now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and now we'll take it because we've fallen so down that we're like, oh, even those stereotypical token people are fine. Yeah, it's fine. You know, their intentions were good. <laughs> <laughs> their intention was to make money so that everybody comes to the cinema. No, I really don't think so. I really think in the sixties and seventies, I think they intentionally, like, tr- consciously tried to. kind of you know show it because i knew, i think they knew that movies were were such a big medium right to reach people so i think they kind of intentionally made that choice to put it out there to tell people that hey you know there are people from different religions living in this country and we we can all live together peacefully you know oh, i really think yeah. it was intentional yeah you know imagine me just doing like going over your head with my hand and like doing oh <laughs> are you doing that <laughs> i mean i'm cynical <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no it's a thing i remember i remember again as a bangladeshi growing up in what was formerly east pakistan um which was I, formerly india which was formerly <laughs> india i got a lot of i you know i was really you know you know pakistani is bad right that's what i got mm. growing up right so i remember when i watched earth like that the, the deepa mehta movie with amir khan i was really surprised at how pre independent india just had sikhs and muslims and hindus just chilling and making fart jokes and just hanging out together because <laughs> right. i never i never understood that that's how it was pre that time right and that movie to me sort of was the biggest shocker that i'm like oh so this wasn't a thing until it became a thing um and that was that to me was really surprising that's why when i see movies you know after the fact sort of de- just kind of matter of factly show yeah this is so and so this is so and so and you know the muslim character isn't named faisal or something you know and and that's not even a factor his religion doesn't even matter it's just part of who he is i i i like that and again like amrak granting that i love that 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 was part of the story that three different religions but who cares cuz they're just all heroes and it's great um but yeah like it movies like you guys said uh, like an episode a couple episodes ago they do matter and they do have an influence and 
you know, to to say it doesn't is sort of ignorant, I think. Oh, no, definitely. And actually, you know, even when Flo and I discuss, I have memories from school, like my mm. own growing up, where people were from every walk of life, every uh, religion, caste, state, and we never bat an eyelid. Like we never, like, until I went to college, honestly, maybe, I mean, call it privileged, call it being, you know, brought up in a secure environment. I was in a normal public school, but I never knew that being Muslim was different from being Hindu was different from being Christian. I was just... Yeah. For me, I remember, I think it took, it. Uh, I had to come out of India for me to really realize that there are like the surnames that we have in India, right? Uh, so growing up, uh, even now, like all my school and college friends, I hardly remember their surnames and where they are from, you know, based on the surname or which, you know, religion or whatever. But now I do. But then growing up, we never really cared. It was just the first name and that was it. Same. And I didn't even know that a surname belongs to a certain state or a caste. Like I had no idea. So naturally now saying that sometimes could sound like I'm coming from a place of privilege, but I don't know. But that was the, that's the truth, right? That was the truth. Like we grew up, like even now some, some of the surnames that I wouldn't even know because I just know them by the first name. Right. No, but I mean, if you go far enough back, though, like that doesn't even because the names weren't connected to these borders that were man-made, right? Like it was like if you go far enough back, it's like yeah, you'll find surnames that don't belong in what we expect the cultural religion to be in. But it's kind of like oh, okay, this was a thing. And if you look it up historically, you're like oh, I guess it was. Mm. I didn't even realize. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even today, there are a lot of times where people who haven't lived, like who only live in big cities or who only live abroad. There are like, you know, you'll find uh, sick people living in like Tamil Nadu or you'll find them living in like UP where they, you know, you you think Punjabi sick people, turban wearing people will only be in Punjab, right? But that's not true. You'll find them in Kolkata. You'll find them everywhere else. And same is with like, I found like normal, like, I don't know from, you remember we spoke about Saroj Khan and his, uh, her ex-husband or somebody who was from Jaipur, Rajasthan, but he actually lived in uh, Chennai rest like for whole life. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was it, it's it's crazy. I mean, I remember. So when my wife first went back to Bangladesh, my wife is Indian Hindu. And and I have my aunt is like the matriarch of the family. And she's super old. And, and you know, she's, she's like hijab wearing Muslim. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be the most awkward aspect of her meeting my family. This super conservative Muslim woman meeting this, you know, someone who's Indian from Canada, blah, 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 blah. And they bonded over the fact that during the partition, my aunt had to come over, had to go to Pakistan from India. And my wife's grandmother had to come from Lahore into India because she was Sikh. And they bonded over that shared history. And I'm like, wow, like that's kind of amazing that... And you don't think about that, right? You should kind of go, you kind of just perpetuate the hate or, you know, the, the sort of bigotry from back in the day. You don't think that there's common ground everywhere. And back in the day, there was common ground. There was no such thing as borders. And... There was literally common ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And this movie does absolutely nothing to show that. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way to bring it right back. That's perfect. And throw it down. (laughs) (laughs) And throw it down. I mean, all it shows is like, again, so uh, there's this one scene where I'm like, okay, so now I, one thing I didn't even understand was like, were they pro-British or not? Like, even that wasn't clear to me. Are we fighting the Britishers or are we fighting colonialism or are we fighting the 
Indians who are whitewashed and now ruling over other Indians. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Or is it even just about that busty? Like, is it a real estate thing? Because there's all this thing about, like, we want to break down the busty to make a zoo. And the busty is just like this small acre of place in front of the castle. Right. And I'm like, I don't understand. Why is this castle in the middle of a desert and there's just a village in front of it? Why can't you build stuff around your castle? I don't understand. It was weird. The whole thing was weird. (laughs) So there's this one place where the Queen Helena saves Amitabh Bachchan. And then Amitabh Bachchan's like... I have never done this to a white person, but to you, I will do it. I will salute you. And I was like, just because she saved your life, like now you are indebted to her. Like, (laughs) but before this, it was against your integrity to just like do anything for these British people. I think the writing is so poor. Nobody has any idea what they believe in, what their principles are. I think they didn't even know what they are fighting for. And then by the end, all the poor parents, like his Amitabh Bachchan's uh, adopted parents as well as the biological parents are suffering. They have been suffering all their life. They have literally died. Whereas I'm like, why are they suffering so much? Their son is hale and hearty. He's having a time of yeah. his life. This guy is like living it up. He does not need so much saving. It's also that scene where the, where the dad goes, hey, I'm going to go to the club to get money from Simon. And I'm like, okay, cool. Shouldn't you take your son with you? And shouldn't the son be like, you know what? Yeah, you're going to go up against the bad guys. Let me come with you. Because literally two scenes ago, that guy tried to run over, run you over with a, like a tank. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We, I mean, the only thing I think I tweeted after watching the movie, I was like, the only thing good about watching a bad movie is that you actually have a lot to talk about. Because uh, then you can rip it apart and be like, this was shit, this was shit, this was shit. Uh, the problem with watching good movies, which we have been doing, is like we are so repetitive. We're like, oh my god, Amitabh Bachchan was so good. He's the only saving grace, and yada yada. And I'm now I'm like, yes, let's rip him up now. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Shashi Kapoor came up a lot in the other episodes. Oh yes. Like, this should be the Amitabh Bachchan series guest starring Shashi Kapoor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we were we would sometimes forget that we have we're supposed to be talking about Amitabh Bachchan. <laughs> I mean, to be on the good side, like, I'm hearing that and I'm like, I should watch some Shashi Kapoor movies again. <laughs> oh, you, so. yeah, you should. <laughs> so now actually we can do a Shashi Kapoor episode where naturally we have covered a lot of this. So we'll just have to do his like the ones we missed out. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind at all. I candy. I call dibs. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Let's like it, we yeah. we have to make it up to you. We called you on this shitty, shitty episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Shah. <laughs> No, this was this was fine. I called him for all the amazing movies. He just couldn't make you time. Did. Yeah, it was. I was. I was heartbroken. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm like, I could have done Lavaris. I could have done Sharabi. Satya was yeah. fine. Like, what is this? But see, at least you got to watch something you had seen. Yes, I enjoyed doing that always. <laughs> and also, like you know, I always like when people put somebody on the pedestal and then that's like. Crash it down. Like, yeah. Oh. Sure. See, now at a dinner party, if somebody asks you, uh, you know, or somebody tells you that Amitabh is the best and he's done some amazing movies, you can always say, but have you guys seen more? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, I grew up with Tufan and Ajuba for the longest time. So I already had that. <laughs> I have to watch Ajuba again because as a kid, and let me, like, let me emphasize on the part kid, like I was kid. 
And I loved Ajuba. I was like, <laughs> this is my favorite summer movie. I want to watch Ajuba every day. Seven-year-old Shah loves that movie. I so. did too. So I haven't watched it ever since I grew up. So yeah. I'm curious to see, like, do I'm I still... I'm scared to go back to <laughs> No, do not. Yeah, don't meet your hero guys again. <laughs> Especially because now I'm so much more into superhero stuff that I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Now. But I like the songs as well. I used to like the songs as well. They were like... Funny and I don't know, all those like, you know, uh, I can't, I don't know, tribal, not tribal, something. I don't know what the word is. Before I'm politically incorrect and somebody gets mad. I know. (laughs) Stop it. Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all we have. At least that's all I have. (laughs) I checked out a while ago. I'm good. (laughs) So... I'm so sorry, Shah, but we are still glad that we had you to bitch about it because, you know, more the merrier. Yeah, misery loves company. So that that was was my only thing too. Yeah, for sure. All right. So as you guys can probably tell, we really, really hated this movie. If you want to enjoy our episode, you probably should watch it so that you'll like get the context. But uh, you, you know what you're getting into before you do that. So we have two more episodes left. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, thank you so much, Shah. Where can our listeners find you? Um, I'm a little bit of everywhere. Uh, you can definitely get my writing at blankpagebeatdown.com where I mostly talk about Hollywood movies for now. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at the Shah Shahid. Uh, and my podcast, Pispin Podcast, is taking a break right now, but we will be back with some new episodes soon, probably the next couple of weeks. But uh, oh, nice. yeah, that's where I'll be. Be sure to check out his podcast. We love it. It was one of the first podcasts we checked out. So welcome back when you do, Shah. And you can find us on Twitter at MovieWalaPod and on Instagram at MovieWalaPodcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.